different. I'm Rob. Hey, it's Satine. How's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Just amazing. <laughs> Things are getting good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like yeah, you gotta you gotta talk about what's happening in your in your All world right. right now. Well, okay, sure. <laughs> so my car, as it's been an ongoing subject for the past couple of weeks. The saga of the car. The saga. My poor baby. Okay, so they um, concluded that it was a loss, and I had to put my car down, unfortunately, and I loved that car. I only had it for a year and three months. It had ventilated seats. I mean, that was a keeper. <sighs> I know. Don't don't rub it in. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really love that car. So I don't have a car right now, except I do have a really nice rental, but... What happened was, remember the whole situation where I got a ticket for parking on the sidewalk? Yeah, that's yeah. where my car was pushed up after the accident? Yeah. So I contested it. Yes. And they got back to me and said, this is not enough valid information. Um, a to... police report is not enough valid information Correct. for them? What the fuck did they want? Well, this is what happened. So they basically said, it's not enough, you're going to have to pay the ticket. So I said, fine. And so I got really angry and I wrote to the mayor of the city. And I said, I cannot believe the city is so poor that they have to pick on their own residents, that they um, are abusing their power, that this is ridiculous. We already hate parking enforcement here because it's so Nazi. Yeah. And I just, I just kind of went off and t- said exactly what I thought. So she got back to me. Really? The, the same mayor day. Did? The mayor did. And she said, I don't know what happened. This is absolutely ridiculous. Let me look into it. Here's, I'm going to connect you with the parking manager of the city. So I said, okay. So got connected, sent in all the info. They got back to me today and said, the reason that that happened was the police report wasn't specific on what happened in the accident. It just was very vague. And so, however, we are going to take away that bill. You're not going to have to pay it. You're going to get your money back. That's great. And so that's that. But I'm just like, you should not have had to had write, like to write to the mayor to get that done. Right. Thank you. But at least on the upside, seriously, like they did address it. Because I mean, as we talked about before, like it's ridiculous that they would ticket a car blocking the sidewalk in the flower bed, clearly just the victim of a hit and run, and. They wouldn't tow it. They wouldn't try to contact you. Nope. They wouldn't do anything. Nope. Yeah, it was crazy. They were just willing to slap a ticket on it and being like, well, this is and parked wrong. move along their way. Yeah. yeah. When, like, seriously, it was tantamount to you not curbing your tires in their world when, in fact, your car was in a flower bed. Yeah. I know. It's It's so stupid. Like, seriously, if anything, like, if I had been a parking attendant, not to be super shitty, I probably would have actually, like, ran the plates found out where you were, and potentially investigated you for DUI or something. Right. Like, if someone's parked That's what sidewalk. I would have thought so, too. Except yeah. the back of my car was completely bashed in. Yeah. Like, obviously, I didn't run into something because it was hit from behind. Yeah, it doesn't take a genius. That's unbelievable. <sighs> but so. at least kind of happy ending, kind of? It's... it's at least agreeable the... at the moment. Yeah. But now I have to go car. I hate car shopping. It's like my least favorite thing to do. So mm-hmm. got to go do that now. But at least insurance is paying me for my vehicle. That's good. And it's basically what I put into it is almost what I'm getting back out of it. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That is. That does seem like at least uh, not a super painful situation no. given how awful it's been so far. Yeah. But to... Um, it, since it was just an awful week, it's been a it's been a weird year so far for me. But I also um got mascara stuck in my eye on Friday. Oh, Jesus! And it got lodged up there so hard that it was scratching my cornea. It was like a chunk. Oh God! And so I had to get an eye wash, and I had to basically a few days of that to um remove the residue from my eye and the protein and all that that was building up. And I couldn't see out of my left eye, so I had to get away. So I took a trip to Palm Springs with friends. I didn't drive because I couldn't drive that first day because I couldn't see. And um, had just a 
a weekend of debauchery, drinking, <laughs> I still have a headache, a hangover, <laughs> tons of margaritas, tons of Bloody Marys, tons of, have you ever had a Paloma? Uh, I think I've had a like, sip of some ones. Yeah, I don't tequila and grape juice and a little splash of soda. Mm, it's that sounds good. delicious. Yeah, it's not sweet. It's not sour. It's just it's just what you need. I like tequila. I find that I'm actually enjoying tequila more in like my 30s yeah. than I did in my 20s. Yeah, and I it's I think it's especially because you know how to pace yourself. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm definitely not drinking like a like, like a, a twenty sailor. year old anymore. Yeah. yeah, I'm not drinking like those idiots in college who get wasted on tequila and then never drink tequila again. Yeah, that's vodka for me. That was vodka was my mistake of the twenties. Oh god, I my my first night with vodka, I spent it on the toilet, like just <laughs> hugging it. It was so bad. Oh, yeah. Rough. How about you? What's new? Well, um, so last week uh, we recorded on a Sunday, which was a little different. Um, and I mentioned, I made mention of the Oscars, yes. um, which of course I was, I was As tracking, they were happening. yeah, I was tracking the results and we hadn't gotten the picture yet when we wrapped up for the night. And, um, I know we're not an Oscars podcast or anything, or like we don't talk movies all the time, but, uh, holy shit. Like we have to at least talk about that. Cause like, right. the mishap. So, yeah, like <laughs> Todd was, um, Todd was at Tom Lank's house Link, uh, Tom Link does the uh, Luke's for Less thing where he makes red carpet looks out of yoga mats and dog leashes and just sort of shit from around the house. And it's mm-hmm. a, a thing that he does on his Instagram. And um, he had a deal with uh, E where he was remaking red carpet looks for like the Golden Globes, the Grammys and the Oscars at oh, his house. Sweet. So Todd went to go help out for that. And then he, st- he stuck around to watch the Oscars telecast. Yeah. And um. As soon as they announced Best Picture of La La Land, Todd was like, okay, cool, bye, I'm heading home. And he left. Mm. And uh, I jumped the gun. And I called him (laughs) from the car. uh, And as I was in the car on the way home at a red light, I checked the thing again. It said Best Picture La La Land. I was like, oh, of course. And so I called Todd and um, I was like, yeah, well, I saw La La Land one. You know, I mean, good for it. Not my favorite of the year. So I was a little bummed. But, you know, I mean, whatever. I don't have a. A real horse in this um it's not like i made any of those movies right uh, and so i was like you know what it was fine it was good and then we go home um so we can uh walk the dog and get ready to go see get out and all of a sudden on facebook i see all these posts i'm like what the fuck just happened and then i look at the same tracker i was looking at again and uh-huh. now moonlight has won and i was like okay something something clearly happened something's wrong yeah like and so, um, but the thing is, Todd had told me, like, he, he saw it on TV. So I was like, oh, maybe the information I got was wrong. But no, n- n- maybe it's wrong now. Who knows? And so I, I went to the DVR and I rewound it and saw that craziness, uh-huh. which, like... Can- I love that Faye Dunaway, though, just grabbed she's the like, envelope it's right La La out La of his hand. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? Just read the damn paper. And it's she's La La Land. Like, La La Land. It's a good thing she didn't say her name as the name of the movie. Well, yeah. Well, and it's interesting. I mean, because like everyone's sort of like, you know, Emma Stone's name was there. Yeah. Like it should have been obvious. But although, I mean, who knows? I mean, if Emma Stone had been the sole producer of La La Land, that's what it would have said. It would have said La La Land, Emma Stone. Really? Because the Best Picture Award goes goes to the producers. Oh, I thought it only showed the movie No, they say the name of the movie and then they read off the producers. They get to accept the award. And so, ah. if Emma Stone had been the sole producer, that would have made sense. But um, unfortunately, it just didn't. And she wasn't. Um, and so, yeah, kind of crazy situation. And then Todd and I were both just in awe. And then we immediately turned off the TV, hauled ass to the theater to go see Get Out. Get Out! Get Out! Which was great. We liked it. Um, I liked it, but not uh, not as much as I'd hoped I would. I mean, like, was it scary? Uh, it had some legit scares in it. Um, and to be honest, like, there's a lot of tension. Like, just, uh. it's very, very tense, and there's a lot of uncomfortable moments. Yeah, that you. That's what I figured. Yeah, like, and it. I have to say, like, um, you know, I think one of the best things it has going for it is the the addressing of of racial yeah. tension and racial uh, points. And the movie does a really great job, I think, of making even a non-black audience completely identify with and feel the fear the main character is going through. They do such a good job of creating this, like, oh my God, that's what it kind of must be like mm-hmm. to be on the receiving end of, you know, microaggressions or uh, just, uh, just like very subtle racism all the time. Yeah. And Well, as a queer yeah. podcast, we kind of, yeah. understand those totally tidbits but um so yeah that was that was really 
that was that was great. But yeah, we and the whole time, like before it started, we were just like, I can't believe that happened about the Oscars. Like we couldn't get that out of our mind. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great that there's so many movies right now dealing with racial tension and like especially with the black community. Like uh, Moonlight for a black queer movie. I finally movie. saw it, and it was so good. It's beautiful, isn't it's it? Beautiful. The director of photography was epic. Like yeah. those colors, it was so nice. But um, yeah. So I can't wait to see Get uh, Get Out though. Get Out was cool. And then um, so uh, I guess more on the the movie front. Yeah. Uh, last night, Todd and I saw Logan. <laughs> Shing. Uh, it was. So, so, so good. And I hear that it's like blowing out the box office right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, I think it outdid expectation by about 20 million. I think it got like 80, 85 million. Um, and, uh, especially for like an R rated movie, huge numbers. Yeah. Um, And it's so good. Um, I, it's hard for me to make, a statement because right now I can't really think of anything else, but like without giving anything away, probably. No, no, no. It's not even about details. It's weird looking at it. It I almost feel like it might be my favorite comic book movie ever. Really? Like, what was your favorite before? Um, Deadpool. I like Deadpool a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really like Doctor Strange oh. as well. Um, but I guess uh, Did, I, mine I, would be Batman Returns if that counts. No, it, and it does. Um, I'm because I was trying to think. Like I love the both of the Burton Batmans, especially mm-hmm. Returns. Though um, I loved Batman Begins, mm-hmm. and then um, I remember really liking. Oh God, one of the Iron Man movies, and like uh, oh, I liked Ant Man a lot. Like there's like a handful. Oh, I never saw Ant Man. There's a handful I really liked, but like what Logan has going for it is that it feels like a normal movie or a, like. I mean, it sounds terrible, but it sounds like a, it feels like a normal drama mm-hmm. who happens to have mutants, a mutant in it. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's, and that's what makes it so good. It just feels like any other hard hitting drama. And at least because we know the character and all that, like all this sort of supernatural stuff, we just sort of accept. Yeah. It felt like the movie Midnight Special to that's- a degree. That's kind of what I liked about the first two X-Men films, especially the first one. It was more of a political drama. It was. Than well, it was an yeah. action flick. Well, because especially like the whole, the mutants versus the, the, the normies, yeah. you know, it was a, of course, a, an allegory for all sorts of things. Yes. You know, um, and I think Brian Singer did, you know, it was a little bit of like a getting whacked on the head with that message. But like, that was an interesting thing about the X-Men is that they are sort of persecuted or the mutants are persecuted mm-hmm. against. And so, um, yeah, uh, Logan was really, really great. It's, uh, who directed that? Oh my God. I can't think of his name. James, James Mangold. I think he's the guy who directed, uh, walk the line. Ah, um, very good. I think he did the Wolverine as well. The one that takes place in Japan. Uh, that was, I like that one. Yeah, a lot. that was good. Yeah, I mean, it was like, the one before that that oh, was really bad. X Men Origins Wolverine was yeah, terrible. That was awful. But uh, I really liked the Wolverine. Um, and then Logan, I think, is just it feels like a grown up movie because it just it's it is entertaining as hell and it's like over two hours long and it felt great. Um, but it definitely handles its material in a way that is very much like, well, we don't really need to pander to anybody. Yeah, like you know the character, and we're gonna do what we want with it, and you are along for the ride. And yeah, I I fucking loved it. That and was great. It, it's based off of already a series that's out from the X Men, or it's taking uh, pieces of different ones. I think it takes three because hmm. um, I know like there's I think someone says something about Old Man Logan. I think is one of them. And then um, I think it steals some pieces of of, um, of some of the other series. I I've, I haven't read any X Men or Wolverine comics, and so I used to love X Men, but it was more the unca- uncanny X Men. My brother was more the Wolverine um, fixionado. So that's like most of my knowledge comes from the animated series. Yeah, um, but they covered yeah. it pretty well. I thought the animated series they had a lot of really good references yeah. and stories they took from yeah. the actual comics so the one thing i know is that uh as perfect as hugh jackman is as as wolverine uh he's like what a foot too tall so oh. one thing i know like wolverine is built like me mm-hmm. but much more muscly mm-hmm. um so there's that well i could <laughs> say the same thing about gal gadot as wonder woman <laughs> yeah she should she be like tall enough. taller she ain't tall enough as tall people recognize that you know but but seriously like i i can't think of an actor that was better suited to play him 
yeah know, height aside he 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 was great and so um sad that it's like his last go as uh as as wolverine because he said this was going to be his last one i think it's time to pass the torch yeah i mean it's kind of crazy he he got sort of well known as that character and yeah and he's not a bad actor like he's very yeah. talented he could do all sorts of things that he was great in les mis that's I actually that's... never saw Les Mis. Oh, it's so good. You I have know. to see it. I'm a terrible, terrible gay in that I never got to see it. But do you like musicals? No, nah, I'm not in well, love with them. You probably won't like it then. Although it is crazy. Much. I love the music from Les Mis because I played it a lot like when I was in orchestras in high school. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, never got around to seeing the movie. It's good. You should see it. Definitely need to. Um, on another note, Overwatch has a new character. Yes. Her name is Orissa. And she is really cool because she's kind of like an insect-ish centurion, centurion she's like four-legged. A, that's a robot, though, I think. Robot, right? yes. yes. She's a robot. And um, I think it's cool that they have a character that's a little different. And I like that she's a woman. Because she could be gender neutral, also the way she looks. But well, and I think her creator was a woman. Yeah, right. I, I'm not totally I, sure I of the story. So, because um, I've only seen her in action a little bit. Because um, uh, a coworker of mine's played her on the yeah. test server. She has some cool weapons. She has a machine gun. She has like a, a gravity ball that will pull uh, pull you towards it. So if you're at the edge of the screen or the the um, stage, you could just pull people off the stage with that ball. Um, she has a shield, so she's got some pretty dope weapons. Nice. Well, and at work we were talking about it. This seems like this. What this is the third or more uh, female character introduced in a row. In a row, yeah. Because we had um, Anna, S- Sombra, Sombra, mm-hmm. and now uh, Arissa, and um, I want to say even like uh, from like the beta days as they added more characters before it went to launch. Yeah. Some even like the characters that launched with the game um, that were announced last were women. And so it seems like they're just sort of like, you know, like giving us some, some kick-ass ladies right now. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. It's awesome. Totally. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, the Nintendo switch, it's it been, launched. It's been a busy week. So tell us all about it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like it's funny. I actually figured I wouldn't really get a lot of time with the Switch because um, Todd is huge into Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. So I immediately assumed like, okay, well, when the Switch will come, I'll get to play with it for a minute, and then I'm just not going to see it for like a month while Todd plays through that game. And um, because I was actually out on uh, a work trip last week for pretty much the entire middle of the week, um, I missed out on the release of Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, on guess Tuesday. what? So did I. I didn't huh? get it. What? After all that talk. You gotta get it. I didn't get it. Well, now that your your parking ticket has been refunded. It's been a really <laughs> rough week, and the game, unfortunately, was the last thing on my mind. No, I can imagine. Getting out of town was the first thing on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I had pre-ordered digitally uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and downloaded all that and while i was out of town all of a sudden todd texts me saying hey can i is it okay if i play horizon on my profile which i was like please go yeah have fun uh day one of him playing that he's he played seven hours yeah i saw his little updates on instagram yeah and he just became like a horizon machine and so i i got home on thursday and i played like two and a half hours of horizon which was great Mm -hmm. really looking forward to playing more of it yeah. Um, I even said like it's uh the game commits a deadly sin of game design for me. Okay. What's in that, that during the tutorial you play as a child. I don't like playing as a child or teenage version of the character that I'm supposed to play as for the bulk of the game. Okay. Just because what I, other games do that? Like Uncharted Three, you play as um Nathan you know, Drake. and I guess like Fallout Three, you play as an infant and then a preteen, and then the actual character you play as. Um, I don't love tutorials where you play as a younger version of yourself, okay. but um, the tutorial in Horizon is great. That's an interesting uh, vice. It's just one of those things that annoys me. I just, I'd rather have the game just sort of get into it, but yeah. it does a good job of establishing itself, and it and it feels good, actually. Um, so I did, like, what, almost three hours of Horizon, and I figured on Friday when the Switch came in, I'd get it set up, hand it to Todd, never see it again, Yeah. Uh, and... 
all this, like, so I'm ready to hand it to him, and he's like, oh, do you mind if I actually just keep playing Horizon instead? He's, he's like, I'm already really, into it. He's like, I'm way into <laughs> it. I, I just want to finish it, and then I'll play Zelda, which I was like, okay. So all weekend I played um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I also downloaded um, the Treasure Trove of... Um, Shovel Knight, so I could play through the new DLC, Spectre of Torment, where you play a Spectre Knight. Oh, sweet. No, which, I didn't even know that. And it's a whole other moveset, much like how uh, playing as Plague Knight gave you an entire new approach to the game. Yeah. Spectre Knight will do the same. Same. Um, I have not actually played the Spectre Knight campaign yet, um, because like originally I was like, oh yeah, well, I'll dabble in Shovel Knight. I won't even start Zelda. I wonder if and, they're going to do that for every oh, villain. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, and so I started playing Zelda, though, and I played it uh, pretty much all weekend. Only stopped to go to Simpsons Trivia one night at, uh, or one day at uh, Nerd Melt. Oh, that's so cool. I and bet you knew all the answers. I was doing okay, but seriously, there are some people there that are either much nerdier than me or uh, were Impossible. using their phones. Like... I was I was not uh, top of my game compared to everyone else there. It was crazy. Huh. Um, but it was fun. It was a great time to see some friends and do Simpsons trivia. Yeah. Um, but then right back to Legend of Zelda because it's uh, very important. And it's it honestly is so, so good. And like the Switch is, it's such a fun device. Um, it just feels good in your hands. And I got a pro controller. So yeah, whenever, it looks really cool too. Whenever I was able to have it docked at home, I was able to use a regular controller to control it on the TV. Um, and at, at work today, we were actually talking about it because uh, a couple of us got switches and we were all kind of just trying to figure out exactly like why it's such a special machine. Mm. And because it could easily feel like a handheld system that you can just dock at home. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like that. And I, it feels like a home console experience that you can just take with you. And we were trying to put our fingers on why it has that feeling. And it could just be that the primary game for it at this point is just a killer app. Like it is a home console game. Mm -hmm. And then also they established it ahead of time. Like we always knew this new Legend of Zelda was coming out for your home system. Yeah. Not for your handheld. And so it could just be that they set the tone of that conversation. And if that's the case, Nintendo was real smart and that they found a way to establish this sort of language of like Legend of Zelda, home game, Legend of Zelda, home game. And then when they created this new system that is the thing that blurs the line between home and away, yeah. the home game is out on it, which means it's a home system that you take with you. Now, what what's the percentage you would say you played handheld versus the actual console? Um, I'd say I probably spent about 90, 95% of the weekend playing handheld style. Wow. Um, because That's interesting. Well, it turns out the, the uh, like Legend of Zelda anyway, um, has a little bit of a more solid frame rate when you play it handheld okay. than it does on the TV. Um, and then also, um, because Todd was playing Horizon Zero Dawn all weekend, it was tying up the good TV. Okay. So... Um, Rather than go like sequester I mean, you have myself, like seven TVs. But rather than go like sequester myself in another room, Todd and I had like our version of quality time where we just you know sat in the same room playing two different video games with each other, uh, and so I just sat on the couch with the dog and used the handheld version. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! Well, I'm glad it works just as well. I mean, sometimes they kind of skimp out on the extra feature. Yeah, but well, right now, I mean, it, it launched without some features. <laughs> like they need to. You know, they, yeah. they need to figure out their virtual console and um, it would be great if they figured out a way for you to, you know, download things you already bought on another system, mm -hmm. like games I bought on my Wii U would be awesome to be able to download on the Switch. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of features it needs to get updated via firmware, but um, I was willing to buy the system at launch. I'm willing to take it with all of its flaws. And, um, but yeah, it's really like... It's really fun, and it, it's I I haven't been this excited about a novel form of hardware in a and, while. And how many games does it have out so far? Like eight or nine. It's not a lot. And Legend of Zelda is kind of like their main. That's the big one. That's the big one. Because like they have that one two switch, which is the collection of mini games. Okay. Um, uh, the Bomberman game, which oh, okay. I've never been a big fan of Bomberman. Oh, I like Bomberman puzzle solving yeah and like yeah. good for multiplayer yeah. they have a, a little downloadable game called snipper clips that i've not played yet but um some friends have loved it okay and uh 
like a JRPG called I Am Setsuna and uh, Shovel Knight. I'd be looking forward to Mario Kart. Mario Odyssey is the next one for me. That Oh, and Splatoon 2, I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff is just kind of coming out like, oh, April and beyond. Yeah. Um, I know, like, I think Todd's really excited about ARMS, that competitive one with like people with like slinky arms. Yeah. Um, and he, oh. they just announced Overcooked, uh, like a special edition oh, of Overcooked sweet. is coming. I love Overcooked. <laughs> well, and, and they're talking about like the way that the, the controllers have like a, they call it a HD rumble, which is supposed to be a, you know, a very distinctive rumble where you really get the feel for stuff they're spending a lot of time or r&d to make sure the rumble feels like you are chopping an onion or whatever very nice handling a pan exactly so i'm i'm looking forward to overcooked again and i will buy it a second time um (laughs) to play it on the on the switch so cool but yeah it's um you know it's it definitely has you know early hardware release uh issues yeah but um (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really cool. So far, uh, my plan is to take it to work with me every day until you know Todd needs to start playing Legend of Zelda. Yeah, um, because uh, at work we're all just like, oh, if we have a few minutes, we'll just you know sneak a couple minutes of Zelda here. Uh, hasn't happened yet. We're always very busy, but that's the dream. That's the dream. Um, so I have a new word this week. Oh, what is the word of the week? Lotus eater. Do you know that? I mean, is it like a reference to the Odyssey? Like where the people sort of get uh, stuck in like a, a loop where like they they eat the lotuses and then they don't want to leave. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good reference to that. Yeah, it's what's the the more succinct definition? A person who leads a life of dreamy, indolent ease, indifferent to the busy world, a daydreamer. Okay, so that makes sense. I could see how that. Yeah. Well, because I want to say Odysseus's men that. eat the lotuses and then they just become and listless they, yep. and don't want to go. Yep. Yeah, so that's it. So let's use it. All right, then. <laughs> uh, what else? What's up? Well, it's like, that's actually everything I had on my, my little to-do list oh, to talk okay. about. Well, I just wanted to... I took a good look at um, Kratos from God of War 4. Mm-hmm. And do you know who he reminds me of? Hmm. Who? <laughs> Sid Haig. Oh my god! The clown from all. all I know the a lot Rob zombie films. I know a lot of of, <laughs> of bears who are going to be very upset with you for saying that because a lot of people I think have been uh, have been crushing on the new Kratos pretty hard because of that. I mean, big he's beard. handsome, but if you line them up next to each other, you're going to be like, "Oh, <laughs> well, that is funny." Because yeah, like old, old Kratos was was still pretty handsome. Yeah, but the new one is much more He's barely. Burly. Uh-huh. Yeah, they they made him a little more realistic in his uh, not super shaped beard. Um, yeah, just give him a little bit more of a lumberjacky. He's feel. definitely more aggression. But oh man, that uh, I'm not gonna be able to unsee that now. I know, but nobody will because I just said it. I know. I'm never and if I have it. to deal with it, y'all have to deal with it. <laughs> that seems hardly fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, it's okay, I guess. I'll just ruin everybody's night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, there was this really interesting article that came out, I think, today on... Um, what? It's on foxnews.com. And we, wah, wah. I know. But here's the, the, ca- or the title. Ghost Recon. Peeved Bolivia complains to France about its portrayal in video game. Oh, really? And so it says, um, Bolivia may be one of the cocaine capitals of the world, but don't you dare call it a narco state. Uh, Bolivian government complained to France after a French video game publisher, Ubisoft, developed a game that highly offended the South American nation. The popular game um, revolves around Mexican drug cartel that controls Bolivia and has turned uh, the country into a violent narco state. And then it goes on to say that um, let's see. Uh, Bolivian Interior Minister Carlos Romero said that Andean Andean? I don't know. Nation delivered a letter to the French ambassador earlier this week and asked French officials to intervene. Bolivia even threatened legal action if France did not come to its aid. Quote, We have the standing to do it, to take action. But at first, we prefer to go the route of diplomatic negotiation. Wow, a video game has angered an entire country. Okay, and then Ubisoft, they respond, 
that the game is a work of fiction. They chose Bolivia because it's magnificent landscapes and rich culture. But it's a very diplomatic response. Right. Um, while the game's premise imagines a different reality than the one that exists in Bolivia today, we do hope that the in-game world comes close to representing the country's beautiful topography. So wow. anyway, it continues on in that in that way. But isn't that interesting? Well, I smell a disclaimer at the beginning of that game when you first launch it. Like I can Seriously. definitely, you know, because even like what for Assassin's Creed, they've always had the thing at the beginning saying this is a work of fiction, yes. although using historical context. Creed's gender. Yeah, exactly. It's a work of fiction ever. made by development uh-huh. team of various ethnicities, uh, genders, sexuality. And it lists and, all yeah. of them. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, because Ubisoft does have a very diverse uh, stable of employees uh, all around the world. And um, I think the main yeah. thing is that this country is obviously trying to get rid of that that thought of it being a drug state or a yeah. drug. No, that is definitely a perception yeah. they want to break. And they've been doing a lot of things to counter that. So this only like pushes their what they're doing back the other direction. So. Yeah. No, I, 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 I guess I understand their... Um, their, their point uh, of view. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I understand their pe- their point of view, but also, you know, it is it is a work of fiction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounds like that was actually a really like lovely response of Ubisoft that it you know is a work of fiction and like part of the reason why you set a game somewhere is so it's nice to look at. Yeah. And you have like a varied landscape to to work from and hopefully some interesting topography because there's a lot of mountains and stuff in the game. Yeah. So I can see where they're coming from. Yeah, the, I mean, but you, you, there's, I mean, something bad you could say about every single nation. So. Oh yeah, and 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 also, I mean, they could have had it in L.A. and it'd have been a narco city. So yeah, um, I guess yeah. If that's the case, then I mean, what they maybe the best thing they could have done is either made up a country, yeah, or um, completely put it somewhere like Canada. Who yeah. knew? Cocaine capital of the world, or something, just for the sake of creating a little bit more of a fiction with a capital F. Yeah. Instead of fiction based on, you know, some standing. Yeah. Possibly. But I think a lot of Tom Clancy's books were based on, like, actual oh, yeah, historic I to- and... I totally forgot that, that uh, it's a Tom Clancy, that yeah. Ghost Recon is a, a Tom Clancy property. Yeah. So... So I think it has to... It's more about what's going on in the world. His political fiction is, you know, yeah, often grounded in mm-hmm. something. Yeah crazy so, yeah that's crazy yeah cute <laughs> cute i guess i can't use lotus eater for that because that's not a very daydreamy no situation no, it's not and we're to keep going until we find yeah a good we're use gonna have for to find one. another use for that one <laughs> um so i wish that uh i've been able to talk about this but of course like um right as we started recording tonight uh-huh. the uh my license for near automata went live Ooh! so when i go home you're gonna be online baby at least for you know a little bit to try out the very beginning of that but like i'm trying to not play a million games at once there this is the week of huge launches because here's we we had horizon then we got the switch now near automata and then oh we've got all of what two weeks before andromeda Oh, God. Yep. I can't. Real busy. I will get that one. You you have to. But, oh, yeah, this whole week, though, is Target's doing a buy one, buy two, get one free. So not to, but if anybody needs some games out there, this is the week to do it. Switch games excluded, I believe. Yeah, Switch games excluded. Very so. good. <laughs> not Thank that there's you. a ton of Switch games out there to yeah. get, but, you know, just so you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, there's a lot of games out that are real good right now. Um, just between like, yeah, near horizon, Neo and others. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are others right now, but like, well, those like are all the, the big ones for me. The title of our other, <laughs> our podcast was it near Neo and, um, <laughs> Nidhogg. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh my. Seriously. There's so many games out right now. Like I think on the upside, I feel like after, um, after Andromeda, there's going to be a little, little bit of a lull, I hope. Please, God, let there be. So I can actually focus and get something done. Because 
I'm the yeah. kind of person that if I have too much candy in the candy store, I can't choose. You have that paralysis of choice. That's me. So, yeah. like, if I go into, like, Box Lunch or if I go into Hot Topic or any of those places, forget it. Like, I go in with, oh, I'm going to get at least one thing. And I can't get anything because <laughs> everything's so tempting that I'm just like, what's the point? Well, and I'm, I feel like a bad person because I bought dishonored two like at launch and i still haven't even even given it a chance i've done the first mission and that's it like now that the game's actually kind of you know taken off i i'm at a point where like the game's about to open up and get real great and it's just like oh but nope no time a lot of other games are stealing my attention i also bought like the new call of duty just oh really yeah well i mean i heard i heard good things yeah and um figured what the hell Dishonored 2 is definitely a game I want to sink my teeth into, though, because I love the first one. Yeah, I, I liked the first one a lot, too. I wasn't very good at it, but, uh, I, but was, I, I, I was, liked it. I, I think I was pretty good. Well, it's a, uh, a buddy at, at, uh, at work and um, a listener, hello out there, um, <laughs> has, I believe, platinumed both Dishonored's. At this point, jeez, he does not fuck around. Um, okay, well, don't look at my trophies because if that's the <laughs> way we're rating games, then fuck, I'm the worst <laughs> player out there because I do not platinum any. I don't even think I have platinumed a single game. That's, I platinumed one game that actually matters, and Which that, one? that was Bloodborne. Ah, uh, uh-huh. but um, yeah, I, my other platinum I think is for The Walking Dead season two, or jeez. And and I think either that or like Tales from the Borderlands, whichever one actually has a platinum award, it pretty much you get it just for finishing. Which yeah. I mean, I love the Telltale games, but they're not the most taxing when it comes to player skill. Yeah. So I really don't think that um, that platinum has too much weight. Hey, it is what it is, though. I have thousand gamer scored though, which is the equivalent of the platinum in Xbox World, uh, Assassin's Creed Two. Okay, and Need for Speed Most Wanted. Mm, but that, that's it, though. I don't know that one. It's uh, a racing game. Yup, and it was a yep. nearly <laughs> nearly like a launch title, I think, almost for the Xbox or for the Xbox 360. It was. Oh wow! It was real good. I think it was the best the Need for Speed series has been possibly ever but they've Hmm. they've actually gotten close to that level of excellence you know a little bit ago they've been trying to i think sort of recapture the goodness of that game very nice it's so good yeah i you know i haven't really played very many racing games i had ridge racer back for playstation ridge racer that i my first three games for playstation i got it on launch day was the playstation of course ridge racer raymond and battle arena toshinden Ah, Those yes. were my three. What was the second one? Was it Rayman? Rayman. Yes. Yeah, or Rayman. Rayman. Rayman, yeah. I never played Rayman. I just did the um like Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends. Uh-huh. Like the recent ones for the, the new HD systems. Yeah. Those were good. Yeah. You never played the original? No. Like, I have it. You could borrow it. I remember like it came out, I think, I want to say that game launched originally on the Jaguar, and then it went to the PlayStation and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's right. It and, did. Yeah, the Jaguar. Ugh. That system was weird. Hot mess. Yeah, never had one. I never even got to play one. There are a lot of hot mess systems around that time. Yeah. Like, I was a proud owner of a 3DO, which was also a hot. failed hot mess uh, of a system. Yeah. Loved it. It was ahead of its time, but also it had a $700 price tag the first, like, at first when it came out. Like, I got mine for, I think, 200 Jeez, which was uh, a little bit more, steel. yeah, a little bit more uh, palatable than a seven hundred dollar. Yeah, I system. don't know how they got away with those prices. They didn't sell very many, obviously. No, well, and it it was interesting. I read up on this a little bit ago. The three DO, like three so DO, was the company that wanted to make this or wanted to make these games and wanted to license their system, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to make the system. Because they knew that uh, usually selling, like making the, the actual console itself, yeah. you lose money on. Uh, um, and most uh, console developers usually sold the console at a loss or breaking even. And then knowing that, like, oh, you'll buy another controller, you'll buy a bunch of games, and that's where they make their money. Yeah. And um, so 3DO decided to not make their own console. And they, like, sent out the specs, whatever, for anyone else to make it. And Panasonic made it for $700. And then later, Gold Star, some other company, mm-hmm. uh, which I'd never heard of aside from 
making this one piece of hardware, made another one. So at one point, you could buy two different 3DOs that were basically the same system. Right. Same blueprints. But they looked different. They said the same guts. And like one was made by Panasonic, one was made by Goldstar. And I think it's one of the few times that a console has been made by two different manufacturers, and it was the same console. And they both bombed. They both completely tanked, um, which is a bummer. Because, yeah, I, I got my my system super cheap on that one, and then I ended up um, buying a ton of games for it just because they were all kind of bargain bin because no one cared. Yeah. And then um, I got robbed when I was uh, 15, and they took, oh, they took my bummer. 3DO. They took my 3DO, and they took all of my games because they were in one crazy folder okay wow yeah then of course i use the insurance money from that to buy myself a tv from my my bedroom and an n64 and oh you upgraded yeah mario 64 (laughs) and wave race bought myself you know a couple games uh and yeah sort of just moved on never looked back you know i i love nintendo but it's never been like my go-to system like i like playing it with friends it's more my party system Mm -hmm. rather than i'm going to sit down and play nintendo games because they have smash brothers they have like mario party mario kart mario kart even the mario brothers now is like multiplayer three four players yeah so forth so it's i i'm more of like the rpg i like the first person shooters that situation so when i got asked by a ton of people if i was going to get the switch my my answer was i am not going to get the switch but when they put out bayonetta 3 then i'll be there yeah well like and yeah i uh yeah the nintendo thing like i part of me always kind of wishes they would go the route of sega and just start releasing games on other people's platforms but um at the same time though like every now and then they wow me with their hardware yeah they did it with the wii for a minute till i realized i hate motion controls like it took me time with the wii to like realize i kind of hate this yeah and also the one thing the wii really kind of bungled was it was a standard definition system in a high definition time yeah um because yeah comparing it to the 360 or the ps3 it looked shitty yeah it looks sad um it had such innovation but it just it wasn't innovation I wanted. I wanted to be able to sit and play a game. And I love that it got kids and the elderly to be active and ex- and like especially like my parents and uh and you know a lot of people's grandparents to accept video games as a reasonable form of education. Uh-huh. Or not education, entertainment, excuse me. Um because you could exercise with it now. Yeah. And <laughs> that was actually a really cool yeah. um outreach kind of measure. I didn't like it as a gamer. Um the Wii U had promise. But I think they dropped I, the ball on that, and I big time. But the, the biggest problem on that was a branding issue. I think a lot of people just thought it was just a tablet add-on for their Wii. Yeah. Um. And at least with HD, and like, but I think I only played maybe five games on that system, mm-hmm. including Bayonetta two, uh, and then like what any Mario the game Mario that came Brothers, out, yeah. Which there were two, and then Captain Smash Toad, Brothers, Smash, yeah. Like there were only a handful of games though that were really like the must-haves. Yeah. And so. Um, I always thought about sitting the switch out, except I just sort of made peace with the fact that like, if Nintendo's going to keep making hardware, I'm going to keep buying them just because that's the only place I can play Zelda, Donkey Kong, Mario, Metroid. Yeah. And if they, Ooh, if they do a Metroid, if they did another I'm Metroid, so there. Yeah, like I, I will buy any Good Nintendo, point. I'll buy any Nintendo hardware just for the mere possibility nostalgia of just, all the greats oh, just the possibility mm. of metroid showing up oh that would be really cool and so um yeah even a smash brothers on that thing with oh, the way that would be happening yeah with the way the legend of zelda looks like if i saw smash brothers that had that cartoony kind of like i i'd be totally down for that too yeah so i i feel you know i feel like as much as i'm sort of kicking myself just be like ah did you need another nintendo piece of hardware uh just because i buy so few games (laughs) for it but you know i'm willing to accept that you know my playstation i might have you know 40 whatever 50 games whatever but uh the switch may only have six and that's fine as long as those six are really good yeah which so far zelda is setting a pretty good um well i'm trying to get a, a friend of mine to hint hint no hint just Give me one of your switches because you know someone his, with multiple his switches. His company got like a 
crate load of them and they're he's just giving them out to his employees i'm like hello <laughs> i'm right here hint hint that's so, crazy yeah that's, i still need if, hey any fairy godmothers out there i still need a fucking nes classic I don't know who I have to fuck to get one, but I'm not. <laughs> but I've not. I've not figured out who it is yet, because those things are impossible to find. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't, don't want to pay more than the sixty bucks they cost, just because I think you know gray market resellers are kind of gross. Yeah, like yeah, it, it's a bummer. I feel like it was easier to get a switch than it was to get an, an NES classic. So, yeah. yeah. Do those things even work still, though? Like, I feel like... NES Classics? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like uh, a bunch of really now got them recently, and they're really very happy with them. Is I that mean, that... Wait, that's the one with the 60 games stored in it? 30. 30 games, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. 60 I was, I was thinking of a different... Yeah. No. Cool. Yeah. No, that's cool. So, on to love. <laughs> I already talked about Todd a whole bunch. On to... False love. <laughs> Just <laughs> lust. Lust and debauchery. Who's your crush? Um, well, it's I was trying to think, like, and it, it feels a little weird, but I'm assuming he's 18. I don't know. Uh Link. In- no! <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> well, oh, it's like, and you gotta you have to see him at the beginning of this game because like, you know, makes That's me feel a little so bit like a funny. We did this twice now. Yeah. Makes me feel like a little bit like a thirsty old man. But, like, at the beginning of the game, Link is in, like, this puddle of water that comes down around him. And, like, he's got a, a nice little, like, tight little package going on. Abs. Yeah, like I haven't seen it, so I'm going to check it out. He, um, he kind of has a similar sort of body that, like, little Mac has. Okay. In that, you know, he's probably, like, four foot ten and just kind of, like, muscly and lean. Okay. Like, Nintendo, he's very, um, it's weird. He, he feels a little sort of de-sexed. As a character, yeah. Um, but like, also at the same time, though, he has some good calves. Like, it's just funny because you have to you start off with no gear, so he's like in like board shorts, and that's it at the beginning of this game, pretty much. Sweet. And so, like, you have to start getting him like pants and a shirt, yeah. and well, but why? You know, but why? I wonder it, if anybody um, has already beat the game with no armor. Oh, gear. I'm sure there's someone who's just like I just can't. They're just doing put, it right now. Just can't bear speak. to put clothes on him. I know. That'd be me. <laughs> yeah, well, I love Link. Like, okay, so obviously I haven't played this Legend of Zelda. I've watched some people on Twitch play it, but I, true story, back in the day, there was this show which we talked about before called Captain in the Game Master in like 1989. Oh, yes. And Link was in that. And I had the biggest boner for <laughs> Link. But then. In the, during the same year, which was very short-lived, the Legend of Zelda cartoon came out. Oh, you mean the cartoon where he says, Excuse me, princess. <laughs> like, what, eight times yeah. an episode? It was out of control. I, that series only lasted two months. God. Did you know that? So he said, Excuse me, princess, like 400 times? Uh, yeah. And that's that was the end. It was of like sixty percent of that. But show, he was so cute. <laughs> and there was one. I think there was one episode where he fought the um, the guards, Ganon's guards, in his underwear. Oh, really? If I like in a with the pillow. So I have that complete series on DVD, and I've never even I don't think opened it. Oh my god, let's watch it. Because seriously, that would be that'd be very fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually also have all the the Mario series. Like both regular Super Mario Brothers uh, uh-huh. Super Show yeah. and the Mario the Brothers three. 3 show. Yeah. And then I have Captain N as well. I, see. I need to see Captain N like, again. It was actually a really good show. Shout Factory, man. They released all those shows. And yeah, because I remember, like, what? Captain N introduced me to Bayou Billy because I did not know that game. Well, oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, like, Bayou Billy was a game for the original Nintendo, and I did not know the game at all, but that was one of the characters. Like one of the good guy characters huh. from Captain N, of course. Like I knew the Eggplant Doctor, Wizard, and, yeah, Eggplant Wizard, and um, of course Mother Brain, Mother Brain, and, and King, uh, King Hippo. Hippo. Like yeah, and they was Mega Man in that. He was in it. Yeah. Yes, and Game like, Boys in it. Yeah, there were a bu- I mean, I, there was so many characters. Simon Belmont ah, was Simon. a diva. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, apparently he's a diva. Yeah. And. Great segue to because I dropped the ball last week and did not have a crush of the week. 
My second oh. crush is Captain N, the motherfucking game master. Because <laughs> he was so hot, especially when I was young. Him in his letterman he, jacket. He had his letterman jacket, who is just that all-American boy that I just... Who loved video games? <sighs> Dimples and all. <laughs> and I, I, I it. what's the girl's name? Lana? I think Princess Lana. She's like some made-up princess mm. for the TV show. I wanted to be her because <laughs> she was her his right-hand girl. So cute. And she has a brunette. And there were not a lot of brunette princesses back then. So, nice. yeah. But there is a, this one scene where Lana, where um, Captain N meets Samus. And he has oh, a yeah, little crush yeah. on her. Well, and Lana's very, very upset about well, that. Well, she can compete with Samus. Okay. And now that we know Samus is trans, hello. Yeah. Sparks are flying. <laughs> <laughs> boinky, boinky, boink, boink, boink. <laughs> oh my yeah. god amazing well that's about it yeah i think that's all we got yeah if you um want to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter it's at bit diff podcast uh b-i-t-d-i-f-f-p-o-d-c-a-s-t and we're at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us some uh electronic letters and we love it um and uh i am on the social medias at uh at fast danger on twitter Mm -hmm. and at mr gladstone where mr is spelled out on instagram and twitch and uh, assuming i ever get access to the ps4 back from todd when he's done playing horizon zero dawn i will be streaming again yes that that is a big if right now because seriously he's way into it todd Jeez, I mean, how could you blame him? Well, it's a beautiful game. Well, and I, I it's much as I, I, I bitch and love to call him out on it. Um, I'm just excited to see him playing games again. I know. He doesn't do it often say. enough. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Satine the Dream, C-T-I-N-E-T-H-E-D-R-E-A-M, or on Twitch, just my first name, Satine. And we uh, launch a new episode every Wednesday. And rate and comment us, comment our uh, show on iTunes and um, also on Google Play. Help people find us. Please. We love it. it. Please. Sorry. I don't, mean to, <laughs> I don't mean to be demanding, but you know. Yeah. Do it. Do it now or die. <laughs> Anywho, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming back and hanging out with us. Thanks you. Thanks you. Thanks Ciao-sies. You. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>